Welcome to today's online message from Long Eaton Oasis Christian Centre. We are a church at the heart of the community, with a heart for the community. And we're so glad that you've joined us. We hope that you'll be inspired and encouraged today. Please don't hesitate to contact us. If you want to find out more, you can visit our website, www.longeatonoasis.co.uk, or you can direct message us. If you have a Bible, would you like to turn to James chapter 1? And we're continuing uh, a series in James. As a church, we do, we're looking at James in our life groups. So uh, throughout the week, we have an opportunity on different days of the week to meet in smaller groups. We call them, people used to call them home groups, um, uh, house groups. We, we, our term is life groups because we look to embrace the Christian life together and encourage one another in that journey. So we call them life groups. So I encourage you to be part of a group. It's not something that you have to do, but I'd encourage you. And uh, all the more when I share what I'm going to share um, this morning. Thank you. Thank you very much. So, uh, yeah, I want to take up the theme of um, navigating through life's storms. And it, uh, it's in James chapter 1. And we're going to look at uh, verses 1 to 12. And it deals with, James deals with trials and temptations. And today we're going to look at the, the, sometimes the trials of life and how to come through and how to navigate those. And sometimes the trials of life, the troubles, the, the challenges of life can feel a bit like a storm. Many of the songs that we've been singing this morning talk about standing out into the storm, coming through the storm, stepping out into the oceans, knowing that we're loved by God helps us stand when we feel that we're being buffeted. So it, that's, it's amazing that those songs were chosen this morning because that's the sort of subject that we're going to take over the next few moments while I'm speaking. So James um, chapter 1 and verses 1 to 12, and I'm reading from the NIV. It says, James, a servant of God, of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the 12 tribes scattered among the nations, greetings. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him. But... When he asks, he must believe and not doubt, because he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That man should not think he will receive anything from the Lord. He's a double-minded man, unstable in all that he does. The brother in humble circumstances ought to take pride in his high position. Isn't that amazing? The most humble position is a high position in the kingdom of God. So that's quite, I find that amazing. Verse 10, but the one who is rich should take pride in his low position because he will pass away like a wild flower. For the sun rises with the scorching heat and withers the plant. It, its blossom fails and its beauty is destroyed. In the same way, the rich man will fade away while he goes about his business. Blessed is the man who perseveres under trial. Because when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. Blessed is the one, man or woman, who can persevere through the storms and the trial of this age and this world. Because we will receive a crown of the promise of God upon our 
lives. So last week, I, I, took the, I introduced the subject of James. We, we took the theme of faith that works. If you weren't here, you can listen to that. I'm not going to expound upon it in any great detail. I, I particularly made on the theme of faith because James talks about faith without works is dead. And, and this, it's a major theme. And for James, uh, the writer, probably the brother of Jesus, yeah, was the brother of Jesus, the first one of the great leaders of the early church in Jerusalem. He's speaking to believers who are scattered from a Jewish background who become Christians and they get scattered by persecution and so this is the the writing that we have before us and and I speak a lot more about that last week so please listen to that and um, for for James is in your face (laughs) the right this letter is very in your face we don't like that today do we you know I need a lot of space get out of my space and there is an etiquette isn't there if I would come up to you and and speak in front of you you know you don't want someone coming right into your face (laughs) <laughs> Dear Helen, yeah, and we don't invade space, but James is very much, uh, he, he, it's for him, faith works. It's not something you talk about. It's not something that's a subject, but it's, it's right here. It's right in the heart. It's right up personal. And it, get, it gets quite personal, but it's also very invigorating. It sets us alight, alive. And for him, he says, faith without works is dead. But when we do have faith and it's, and, we act, and it's active, it's released in our life, it's alive, it's living, it's active. And so um, take the book of James this way, please. That's the real background. He's not saying you have to work hard and that proves you've got faith. He's not saying that. He says that when we have faith and we are with the Lord Jesus Christ, then we will be alive and they will come and outworking, and that's what he's saying. And, 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 and that's the challenge for us today. This is why we're, we're looking at this together. Um, today, we're looking at trials. These are the things that go on outside of us, and, and in, in, in we'll look in the future at temptations. These are the challenges that go on inside of us. But today, we're looking at trials, the things outside. And, um, you know, when trials and challenges come our way, as they will, you and I, and, and probably this morning, there's quite a number of us facing different challenges in our lives. When ch- trials and challenges come our way as they do, uh, how do we face them? How do we face up to certain, certain things being said to us, done to us, at work, medically, what's being said? How do we face up? How do you face that challenge? Um, how, 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 can, how, how can we... I have to take these glasses off because they're reading. They're not. I look at you in a blur. But um, how do we come through? So how do we face these things? How do we come through? How do we? How do we actually navigate these things? That's what I want to ask uh, and try and answer to some degree. And hopefully, I pray what we share today will be a help. Anything that we share today is I try to take and practice these. So that I'm going to share four points of navigation. Sometimes when we go through a challenge in our lives, it feels stormy, choppy, challenging. You might say, you know, like the waves that are on the screen there, we can feel buffeted. You and I can feel buffeted by life. And so how do we navigate that storm? How do we navigate those challenges in our lives? And, um, you know, I speak to a lot of people in the course of a week and a day, uh, across the week and from different walks of life within our church outside. And uh, we're facing uncertain times. Lots of people face quite a degree of uncertainty today. Uh, uh, Lots of people that I speak to and uh, uncertain times in life and job, relationships, health, and we can feel buffeted. 
and thrown about as in life and with our emotions and in, and in our thoughts and, and with our mental health and, 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 and with our very heart and life and livelihood. So how do we navigate those things in life and, and those storms in life? And so uh, I, I would want to suggest to you four navigation points that I'm going to take, uh, that, that James points to us, uh, points the way. And the first one is this. They're going to come up on screen but you might want to make, make your own note. And in, in, in verse, uh, James chapter, verse 1, 2, he says, consider it pure joy. And you might have a translation that would say count. If you've got more literal translation, like the King James or the New King James, it will say count it pure joy. It says in the NIV, consider it pure joy, my brothers, when you face trials of many kinds. Consider it pure joy. Joy. That word, consider, if you've got the New King James, it will say, count it pure joy. It literally, the word count literally means evaluate. This is why the NIV have translated it, consider. Give consideration, evaluation to the circumstance that you're now in. And, and, and in, in, the, in the consideration... May it be a, an attitude of, 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 of pure joy. And you think to yourself, how on earth? <laughs> when I'm going through something at work and I'm being buffeted in life, I'm fearful, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm going under. How does it add up? It's interesting, the word count, the literal translation, which translated consider, the word count is, is, a, is used in accounting. How, it's, a mathemat- it's used in mathematics, a mathematical term. It's probably the, the, the more literal translation. And, and, uh, and we ask in life, you know, how does this add up? What I'm going through at work, I'm a Christian. How, how, how's this going to work out? And it's very interesting uh, that the, the word there literally means, the, count, the word count it pure joy literally means to, to, to assess it, evaluate it, uh, and as if you're reckoning the, the in column and the out column. This is my money coming in, this is my money going out. And how do you reconcile that? How... how how does that, um, you know, uh, add up? And, and that's where this consideration comes in. What's coming in, what's going out. And, but no, if I were to evaluate my life, if you were to consider, if I considered my life and my ability to what's going on, it just doesn't really, how am I going to get through this? How is this going to add up? It, it gets to the point where, the, and that's where the fear comes. It's out of control. I can't do this. How's this going to work out? Uh, what's going out of my life, the out column, as it were, in the account of my life, is so much greater that I feel I'm going down. And, 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 so, and so when I evaluate it about what I can do, what can others do for me, maybe they can't, what can I do? When I consider myself, when I consider the circumstance, it looks as if not much I can do. And that's why we get anxious, that's why we, we become incredibly fearful, and, and, and the, 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 the count, I would suggest to you, the consideration is not, the consideration is, is not, not what I can do, not what others can do, because that doesn't give me a pure joy in anything, because in actual fact, I can't do very much, and nor can you, and that's why we feel that we go under, but it's to consider what can God do. It's to consider what can God do. Now, this is exactly what Paul, this is very interesting, because in Philippians chapter 3, verse 8, 
Listen to this. Paul talks in Philippians chapter 3 about his life as a Hebrew and the privilege and power that he had. And then he speaks about his life as a Christian. And he considers his life. And he uses this word consider. And in um, Philippians 3 verse 8, he says this. It's not going to come up on screen. I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For whose sake I've lost all things, I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ. It's Philippians 3 verse 8. And so what Paul uh, uh, can teach us, and, what, and, what, and, and what, what I believe James would be saying in our consideration, in our counting the cost and counting on life, is to count or consider Christ in the midst of your circumstance. That's a very challenging thing to do when you feel you're going under. When your work is getting harder. I meet more stressed and overworked people with underfunded resources than I've ever done in all the years of pastoring in a local church in 33 years. I've never known, I've never known a season like this. Maybe you have, maybe you've lived longer than me, you've, you've known. But, and, it, and so the consideration is, is, and this is where the joy can come. So, so listen to this, I'll read it again. Philippians 3 verse 8, Paul says, I consider everything, all that I had as a Hebrew, and he says, I'm a Hebrew of Hebrews in the verses before. I had prestige power, but all of that, and all that privilege and power that I had, he then goes on and says this, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost these things, I consider them garbage, that I may gain Christ. It's Christ. We've got to look to Christ. We've got to look to God. We've got to look to Jesus, who's the author and perfecter of our faith, who can help us, who's the one who's overcome this age, who's overcome this world. Jesus said this himself in John 16, verse 33. Write this down for your heart and life. And this is why Paul would turn to Jesus and can consider Jesus, evaluate Jesus as what's coming into my life. Everything's going at the in column and the out column. You know, the counting the cost, the evaluation, the consideration of what's coming in and what's going out of my life. In myself, there's not much I can do. It's all going out. With others in helping me, it's all going out of my life. The storm is too great. But the in tray, the incoming side of what comes into my life is when I look to Jesus is everything. And Jesus says this in John 16, verse 33. In this world, you will have trouble. Take heart, I have overcome the world. Take heart, I've overcome the world. And that's the encouragement. And that's where we then come to Christ. I say this because it is a challenge. I felt that challenge. When I feel that I'm going under, we start to take our eyes and we can panic. But as we look to Christ, it's at that point that he picks us up, that he reaches out to you, that he speaks into your life, that an encouragement comes. And it's to this that Paul says, everything I had was garbage. That's a very refined word. The translation is a very refined word. He's speaking of the garbage heap at the Valley of Hinnom. And the Valley of Hinnom was filled with filth. And I'm being polite. And he uses this word. He said, everything like it compared to Christ. And, this is the cons- and so the consideration, the considering of Christ is turning. And so this word, first navigation point in our life, 
is to look to Jesus, to fix our eyes on the author and perfecter. And if you can't do that on your own, and this is why I say join a life group, gather some others around you. I shared last week about in the, in the, in the 80s, in the, in the, in the early, mid-80s, when I became a Christian, it was all about prayer triplets. Get a prayer triplet. And the church I was in was gathered with about 80 people in that church. I, was, I joined an Elam church in Aldershot, and everybody gathered in prayer triplets. And there was an atmosphere of prayer, and we were encouraging one another. It was fantastic. Join others. Get some people around you. Agree in prayer. Agree in prayer. Consider Christ. Consider, and, and that's where the joy can come. And this is why Paul says, I, I consider it was lost, but now it's gain. And this is why then in James, the writer James says, consider it pure joy. The joy comes as we see Christ in our hearts and in our lives. And this is the first uh, point of call in our hearts. My brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. As, 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 as we turn to Jesus, uh, uh, a, 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 a tremendous strength can come. It's interesting that the people who have gone through trial, the persecuted church, if you look at the persecuted church, this is the strong church. There's a tremendous resilience. Today, uh, there's, a, there's a, a buzzword that you'll find in education, Resilience, resilience in young hearts, resilience of young minds. And, and as we turn to Christ, and as, as, uh, there, there's a, 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 and as we come through, and as, as we are buffeted, and we are in pain, but we see Jesus, there, there come, we'll come through, a, jo- a joy will develop, a, a maturity will develop, a perseverance will develop, a resilience will develop. You'll see this in the Chinese church. You see this in the North Korean church that's persecuted. You see this... You see this in the Middle East amongst persecuted Christians. There's a resilience and there's a joy and they're being crushed. Consider. Second thing that I would suggest to you, and James says this, he goes on to say, uh, in, and I need to move on uh, uh, with the time that we have allotted to us. Um, verse, in verse 3 it says, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance and and the second so the first navigating point is consider Uh, the second point I'm going to suggest to you is know is to know the the word there means um, understand to to have insight to 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 know that you know it's it's when I've met with people and um, they've they've been with a loved one who has just departed and and in the midst of it they say I feel that Jesus is here. There's a, I, I know that I know I, I'm loved, even though they're hurting and they're crying and they've lost the closest person to them. Uh, and there's this, this understanding, this mindset, this, this attitude, uh, and, and, and to, 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 to know. Um, it's very interesting, again, in, in Philippians chapter 2, verse 5, Paul says, let this same attitude be in you as of Christ. In Philippians um, 2, verse 5, have, have a mindset or the attitude of Christ. In, in um, Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, um, Paul, writing again, says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Mind, know, understand, 
mindset. It, it, it's, it really speaks of an, an attitude um, and, and, and the, of, 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 of Christ, of, of knowing, understanding. And, he, and he, so he says there, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Well, you might not be thinking that when you're feeling fearful, when you're feeling challenged, when your heart is breaking, but, but to, when, as we consider and see God, we consider God in the midst of all that's going on. This is what adds up. God makes sense of it. It adds up. We evaluate, we can understand and, we, and, and, and as we consider God in the midst, and it, it, it adds up. We can count and it adds up. And, and it's, it's at that that we begin to know, that we begin to, we have our, our hearts and minds and spirits become changed, transformed. One of the things I would encourage you to do is have a rhythm of reflecting on the Word of God. Have a rhythm of reflecting on the Word of God. When, when it comes, it's, it's not the um, emergency Something's happened at work. I need to read something. I mean, that's a great thing. If you, do, if you do come to the point where you read something in the Bible because you're having trouble at work or emergency, you know, the doctor has said, I need to read, I, you know. Um, I mean, so by all means, at that emergency, we need to turn. But in the journey, there's journey and emergency. And we'll have emergencies along the journey but you know, what helps us in the emergency is the way in which we've been walking the journey. And to know Christ in that moment, yes, absolutely, we say an emergency prayer. We ask somebody to pray for us. Absolutely right. But we've walked a journey where we have a rhythm of reflecting on who God is, looking to him, hearing him, Reading his word, a rhythm of reflection. That's coming back. There's a, look, you can see the waves on the, uh, we, you know, we go through extreme waves, but we go through ebb and flow of life. And so to know, that knowing, that knowing, uh, uh, that, that mindset, that understanding. Yes, God gives us that understanding in a flash, in a moment, in that, in that very second, but it's also through a journey. And, and I, I would say this and encourage this, that a rhythm of, of coming before God, looking to him, counting, considering, of, of, of underst- the understanding comes as God reveals, reveals himself through his word and, and begins to heal and change our minds. Your mind will work overtime. I'm not going to get through this. I'm no good. You know, you've been stressed so much at work. You're told to do this, do that. You're underfunded. I can't be any good at this. Your mind will work overtime. You know, the doctor has said, you've got this. Your mind will go into a spiral. You know, circumstance. Some of you have been through a bad uh, circumstance. And, and, and I don't know about you, but I, I nurse, I rehearse, I go through stuff. I, I, I find myself. And before I know it, I, this has happened, that's happened, and I'm going to be doomed. And... and we need to know. We need to see Jesus. We need to know. Makes sense. God, how's it going to add up? And, and this is what is James is. And, and so there is this. And so I would encourage you, yes, by all means, pray. Ask for a revelation. How does it add up today, God? But, but have a rhythm of reflection. And that, that's, how, that's how you know. That's how your mind will be transformed. You'll be renewed. You'll have a mind of Jesus, an attitude. Uh, I, 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 uh, I, I studied, um, you know, three or four years 
um, a sort of counsellor training. And in, in, in psychology, there, there's, a, there's, a, there's a, a sort of a bit of a buzz. It's uh, attitude can determine your altitude. And, you know, and there's a bit of a psychology buzz sort of thing. But there's a sort of a degree of truth in that. Because this morning, as we were being led, and we ended on, you know, the glory of God and looking to Jesus, um, we, we, we turned outlook into up, uplook, to, to focus on him. Uh, wonderful. And in Mary's testimony about God's goodness, uh, together, uh, we, 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 we look towards him. Outlook does often determine our outcome. So why not fix our gaze on Jesus, the author and perfecter, and something happens in your heart? And very often in our circumstance. Third thing, moving on, is to ask. So consider, they, they, and all these things will have to come together. There's not one or the other. And, and when James is sharing, sharing this, this journey, this navigating um, the, the storm of life, then, then the, the, there's one more after this, so we're, we're nearly there, so don't worry. To ask, and, and we read in, in verses 5 um, to 8 there, if anyone who lacks wisdom, they should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him. But when we ask, we must believe and not doubt, because he who doubts is like a wave of the sea being blown and tossed and backward and forward. The man, who, who, who does not, um, the man should not think he will receive anything from the Lord. He's a double-minded man, unable in, in, and stable in all, his, in all that he does. Ask. Ask for wisdom. I mean, wisdom's amazing. Wisdom, with the wisdom of God, it's, you know, it's what to do, what not to do, when to do it, when not to do it. Wisdom. And I don't know about you and I, I was given some advice many years ago, never do a knee-jerk reaction when you're fearful, Adrian, or when you're angry, or when you're upset. Take a step back, if you can, <laughs> which is a challenge, and take a breath and then say, God, why? How? Ask wisdom. But I, 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 the ask isn't just, I would say wisdom is, the, is, is a key in, in when you're going through something. Uh, but to ask means call upon God. I mean, that, that's a pretty standard thing. But I would say I have a rhythm of this, a rhythm of calling on God, not just in the crisis, but on the journey. And it's, it's that you as a Christian coming back again and again saying, Lord, Today, give me strength. You know, I ask, you know, give me help. Uh, today, I pray for wisdom in my job. And, and, and you find on the journey, as you do that, and you have this rhythm of, of, of coming before and praying and, uh, and calling upon God and, and giving your life. You, you, in the crisis, when you ask, you've built up a momentum. Uh, you know, you've built up a momentum. Yeah, I, I would say this, you know, moments, repeated, I've said this a lot in our church, repeated moments build momentum. And it's not a buzzword. I found that as an experience. When we come again, you know, a moment of calling on God, I'll give you my life today. Grant me wisdom today. And as I come again, those moments, they build a momentum in my life. And you'll find that when you come to a, as we will, a trouble, a time, that when we, in that crisis, call, we have this sense of momentum that will come upon your life. And, and, and so ask for wisdom, but I would say ask for help. Ask for hope, ask for strength, ask that the Holy Spirit may, may, call, may come and draw and go alongside and lift me 
and, and the, the God will, Jesus walks about on the storm. He calls us and says, come to me and, 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 and call me Lord Jesus. Take me through this, you know, gather me, strengthen me. Ask, 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 ask. Now, the, when, we, when we ask, two things. Uh, number one, have this in your mind. God gives generously. James says this. This is the help. This is the help that, that, that leads us to the hope. This is the help. He said, have this in your mind. God gives generously. I don't know about you, but when I'm going through something, I say, why me? Why? How come? And, and I think, oh, God. But as I come to him, he will give generously. James says this. When you, when you pray and you're asking for wisdom, and you're, but remember this. God gives. He's a generous father. I don't know about you, but, but it's quite hard when you're going through something to, to even comprehend and get hold of that. So this is why I would say, have a rhythm of coming before, knowing that this is a generous Father, a generous God. And he says, God gives generously. And, and that will be the help. Um, and, and, and believe. He said, if you, if you doubt, if you doubt, you'll be tossed to and fro. Well, last week, listen to last week's message about having mustard seed trust, mustard seed belief. Mustard seed faith. That's why I shared last week, ready for this week and the weeks to come. So have a listen to that if you haven't listened already. But you must believe. Trust, in other words. But, you know, trust him. He gives generously. Now trust him. And that's a challenge. It is a challenge because we're fearful. We're worried. We're crying. We're, we're maybe falling apart inside or maybe physically. And so that, that we wobble. We're being buffeted. Mary said that she walks along the road and wobbles now these days. Did you laugh at that when she, when she shared that? But we do. In our faith, we can... But he says, you know, when you wobble, when you have a seed of mustard seed, which is so small, you can move mountains, said Jesus. Come again and again and again and again and trust him. So, so believe he gives generously. Lay hold of that and, and, and make that your own, as it were. You're a generous, you're a great God. You're so good. You, you overflow. You gave your one and only son. You didn't spare him. You, you, you give to me. And, and then to trust him and come again and again and trust him in that. And you, you will receive. Ask, finally. But these go together. Consider. You know, we're to consider, to know, that form that rhythm of, of understanding, of reflecting on his word, and, and to ask, to pray. That, that, you know, this not either or. This is, a, this is a, 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 a rhythm of our lives that will help us. And in the midst of, as you build the rhythm, when you come in the crisis, if you do the journey, when it comes to crisis, you will be able to do this. Because if you don't do this in, 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 as journey, you find that everything seems to go out the window, as it were. Finally, Surrender. It's all together. It's not the final thing, it's the whole thing. Uh, but, but with this we will conclude. He says this, it's very interesting. It's a sort of a, a bit spurious in, in when you're looking at trials, but he, he, he highlights humility, which is surrender. Um, and James highlights this, and I thought, this is a bit, bit weird in the midst of trials, you know, speaking about rich men and poor people and having humility. And, and, but it's about pride and humility. I can do it. No, I can't. And this is really interesting, so with this we'll close. It says here, look at this, surrender. Now, verse 9, the brother in humble circumstance ought to take pride in his, ought, ought to take pride in his high position. Humble, surrendered life. That's the highest calling. But the one who is rich should take pride in his low position. 
because he will pass away like a wildflower. For the sun rises in the scorching heat, withers the plant, it, it, its blossom falls, and its beauty is destroyed. The same way to the rich man who will fade away even while he goes about his business. Paul, Paul, James rather, is highlighting humility over pride. Um, our own resourcefulness. I'm rich. I made this myself. I've done this. This is me. And uh, it, James is highlighting that actually within the walk in our life and in the trials of life, it's not me. Because in your trial, that's why we get anxious. I can't do this. I can't do this at work. I can't get through this. Doctors say they can't help me. I can't. And, and, and so, but, but surrender says, I can't. And I've said this before because I've had to go through this many a time in my life to surrender again and again. But he can. That's surrender. That's humility. To humble our hearts is to say that I, it's less of me, more of God. Less of self, all of him. Isn't it? And that's, that's, what, that's, that's what humility is about. Surrender. And, and so what James is saying here, surrendered heart. It's the surrendered heart. It's the heart that says, I can't, but only you can. In actual fact, you're going to have to, God. Because I can't get through. It's the surrendered heart. And that's what he is saying here. I can't, you can. It's to die to self, to be alive to God. Years ago, someone said to me, Adrian, the end of self is the beginning of God. Coming to the end of yourself is a discovery of the beginning of God. It's when I say, I can't, Lord, that we can then be in a place to say, oh, my word, you can. And this is why something powerful, I don't like going through challenge and struggle and pain. But when I come to pain and I embrace these points of navigation, considering, knowing him, asking, surrendering, that a tremendous resilience and perseverance grows in my heart. A crown of joy comes as I see Jesus taking me through, coming through the other side. And it's, as I said, you see it in the persecuted church, glorious presence of Jesus in our hearts and lives. We become a better person and God walks us through and walks through and with us. You know, the end of self is the discovery of the beginning of God. Let's trust him. Let's surrender our lives to him. Are you going through a storm today? Then let's trust him together. Gather some friends around you. Pray together. Let's pray. I'm going to worship team. We're going to come back. Thank you so much. God bless you. And we're going to sing as we close together. But I want to give us an opportunity to respond. Are you facing your own? And I, I, I asked that question. You don't have to answer me. I, 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 can, I, I, I know that there will be a number, if not a considerable number of people, facing your own challenge, trouble, storm today. Then let's surrender to him. Can we do that today? Let's surrender to him. Yeah, would you like to come and share what you, you, you had, you had a, a few words on trust. And I think now's the right moment just to share that and then we're going to pray together. Thank you. And I, I know that's your journey and what God is saying to you, yeah. but maybe we can 
embrace I'll, that together too. I'll share some of the story. Um, trust. Trust. What is trust? Where does it lead us? Are we willing to take the, 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 him, the, 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 the hand and go where it leads us? Can we obey when we hear the voice that leads us deeper into a place beyond our, our own comfort zone, our own comfort level? Are we prepared for the cost to be mocked or have scorn poured upon us by a world that pursues darkness, a world that seeks temporary pleasures for the moment with no long-term goal of goodness? What is the depth of trust that we display for the moment? Uh, or as our, as, our, as, our, as our is thinking is moulded and shaped by the depth of love coming down from above, from the heaven. So we see the cost for our release from the temptations all around us. It is, is it time to make bold steps based on love for those in need? For we have seen that the, the sweetest of loves, Jesus is the sweetest of loves, the name of that love. We, will we go where the waters of the ocean are deepest when we are out so deep as we are unable to touch the bottom. Faith is like that, stepping out from the, 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 the place where we are comfortable. This is Jesus, you know, still your first love. The boat can be um, a place of comfort when the storm rages. But in the storm, as we, as, we, as, we, as, we, as we leave the boat, Jesus holds our hand and we keep our eyes on him because we, he will lead us through the storm. As others see the, the, the mirror of faith in action, so we did, so denial of reality to the one in whom we trust convicts them. Love without borders, going where feet have a footing, only in Jesus. But he will not, he will not allow us to stumble if we fix our eyes on him. I've got my journey, I mean, I'll just share a testimony, a short, short bit. I was, God took me to France. I don't speak French. I know no one. I brought a house that I'd not seen. And God kept saying, yes, go to France. Why? I, others prayed about it and they said, yeah, this is God. I had to give up my job, sell my house, leave my daughters, go to a place I knew no one. And, and, and now I, found, I, I connected with the church. I mean, that's a story in itself. I've now met a lady I'm going to marry. And she was having that same journey. She was being called to me and then God put us together. And, and, and so when you step out in faith, and believe me, there were, there were moments when I was absolutely petrified. And fear is a reality. And I dug in and I dug in and look what God's done for me. So, you know, trust God. Surround yourself with people who will support you and pray with you and get words for you. But trust God because God will do the impossible. God is the God of the impossible. So stand strong and do go and do. got an amazing God so during the worship God you know there was a lot of talk about storms and God told me to you know the story of Peter walking on the water and you know the, the disciples are on a boat they're in the middle of the storm and yeah um, but then said but Jesus spoke to them at once don't be afraid he said take courage I'm here then he called to Peter, called to him, Lord, if it really is you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Yes, come, Jesus said. This is the bit that really got me. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water to Jesus. There's a storm going on outside. What do you do? You stay in the boat. No. 
he got out, he got out of the boat and walked towards Jesus. And you know, if that's for you this morning, you're in the storm, to go towards Jesus, to walk to Jesus, come to Jesus. As Adrian said and our friend said, you know, get some people around you. Come to meet with Jesus this morning. Thank you. Thanks, Carl. Should we stand together, if you can? If you'd like to, if you can't stand, then remain seated, that's fine. Let's trust him. Let's surrender in the midst of what's happening around you, what's happening around me. Let's take that step of faith and step out towards Jesus. I don't know what you're facing. It might be in your health. It might be in your job. It might be in your finance. It might be that for the very first time we need to trust Jesus with my life. I've never done this before. To trust Jesus with your life is to become a Christian, is to say, God, I give you, forgive me for living for me. Without you, I want to live for you. And you might be here this morning and you know, reading the Bible is great. It's a good thing. Praying is good. Coming to a church or going to a church is an amazing thing. These are all great things, but the main thing is to trust Jesus with your life and say, God, forgive me for living for myself. I want to live for you. Maybe that's you this morning and you may need to come to a place to say, God, I give you my life. If that's you, then we're going to pray. For many of us this morning, we, we may love the Lord Jesus Christ and we're being challenged by life and storms and shaken by circumstance around us, then this morning the word for you and I is get up the boat and step towards Jesus and he will lift out his hands towards you. Surrender your life afresh. I don't know what that might mean to you. It could be a very big thing for you and it's a big challenge. But, you know, God is speaking to us as a church and in our life groups we've been feeling this as we've been sharing James it's been amazing so let's as we as I pray now let's just do that can we you know open our hearts maybe you want to open your hands the opening of hands is, is an amazing thing I know that Jordan led us earlier about if you're happy if you're comfortable you can raise your hands but you can raise them or put them out in front of you beside you but the, the, in, in, in the Old Testament it says I will lift up hands um, and, and the, the opening of the hands, the lifting of them up and opening them is, a, is an act of surrender and worship. And it's, it's demonstrable of what's going on in the heart. It's external to what I'm doing in the heart. So, so it's not just a Pentecostal charismatic type thing. It's, it's a very biblical thing, if you want to say, call it a thing. And uh, yeah, so Lord, you see our hands, you see our hearts most of all. You see our lives. We're opening them to you this morning. Some of us, it's, we're breaking inside. Some of us are very frightened, anxious, oppressed, maybe even some depressed. Some of us are concerned. Uh, some of us are, are looking in faith. And, and we're now excited that we've been doing this and you're speaking to us. But, but Lord, would you see our hearts? See our hands, see our hearts. We surrender to you, Holy Spirit. We walk towards you, Lord Jesus. And we step out into the waters, as it were. And what we're praying for, what we're calling, we ask, we consider, we, we evaluate, we see, we want to see you, Jesus. It, it, that's what adds up. Give us a vision of you today, we pray. You know, we, 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 we know, we, we, we want our minds renewed, be transformed, but renew our minds with a heart, an attitude that sees you in the midst of what's going on, that we're going to come through this in the name of Jesus. We ask for wisdom, Father, that we might know what to do, when to do it, and what not to do. For some of us, it's not to do certain things yet. 
for others as it's to make a decision but we just ask you for Lord we, and, and believe that you're good and extravagant in love and most of all we surrender our hearts to you in the name of Jesus we pray Amen Amen Amen